live from a mouthful of midges. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Welcome to another fun-filled and bug-free episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. We've gathered here in our gnat-free bunker to chew over the unpleasantness that was Saturday. The midges. Fearlessly predict what's going to happen in the Voyager's Cup match and all the other malarkey that you know and love. And now, to today's panel. He's still not sure that the plague of gnats aren't some newfangled bit of atmosphere that the kids are into these days and is vowing to go to all future games in a protective bubble. It's managing editor and writer for Waking the Red, Duncan Fletcher. Hello, the midges. He spent the weekend looking for new ways to destroy gnats, midges, and what have you, including replacing Bitchy with a colony of bats or some sort of new sonar technology that repels bugs. Mm. Joining us, as always, is the match reporter and meme master from the Yorkies, it's Mark Hinckley. (laughs) Recently returned from scouting the lower divisions for podcast-worthy talent across the pond and suffering from a killer case of jet lag, our master of malarkey and managing editor and writer for the Yorkies, it's Tony Walsh, or... Old Tony. I'm full of pie and mash. After taking multiple showers that more resembled Marrow Streep and Silkwood, I finally feel bug-free and have spent the past few days looking at home remedies to ward off gnats. Midges. After taking multiple showers that more resembled Marrow Streep and Silkwood, I finally feel bug-free and have spent the past few days looking at home remedies to ward off gnats. Wondering if bounce sheets would suffice? I am your host and wrangler of words at Waking the Red, Kristen Knowles. Midges. Sophie's choice. <laughs> nice. Who can make a million fans off of one track? A backpack and pop star with a skater pass. Girls love it when I sing, but I love to rap. They got their eyes on this money like they wear a patch. I don't tell them that I'm broke. Where's the fun in that? We at college playing shows, getting a ton of The past couple of episodes have had a different air to them. We sent old Tony on a scouting trip, and for one episode brought in James, or new Tony as we like to call him. Now, new Tony brought a certain evil villain quality to his punditry. Let's see if old Tony can win us back. Tony, tell us all about your trip and whether there's any good podcasting talent to be had. And make it witty or else. Not really. First of all, new Tony. Too much dino erotica. Not enough fatty fatty boom boom Colin Samuel. Didn't even sing a verse of Panama. It's true. Where'd you get this guy? (laughs) He didn't. Off the street, sorry. As far as old Tony, new Tony goes, I prefer Tony the first. It's got a very sort of regal feel to it. Thank you. Without in any way suggesting that Tony the second is any way worse. He's a pretender to the throne! Yes! Tony the sequel? Once again, TFC continues to be the most giving team in MLS. Not only do we gift every single team with players to bolster their attack, defense, midfield, and goalkeeping needs, we also ensure that every team has their turn at winning at BMO, as well as making rookies' dreams come true by allowing them to score their first goal in style. Aww. I know. Yes, folks, it's time to talk about the unpleasantness that was the Revs game. So, what happened? I'd like to offer up my expert analysis here. Now, as I understand, what happened was New England scored more goals than Toronto did. Indeed. And that's how they lost. Stats. Can't, the numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. You sound like a man that's played the game. <laughs> my, my, Please give your my, opinion many times. My pants have been known to be of the big boy nature. So, 
Never played though. No, that's uh, that's just that's just how I saw the scoreboard. So um, yeah, that's that's what I got. Mm. Intriguing. <laughs> in depth. Um, yeah, well, you can't go with depth and tactics for this one. Depth was okay. Um, so I guess you know, it's basically just tactics. Um, well, maybe not just tactics. It's tactics and Gilberto can't score. And our defenders, but he can hit that post. Our defenders can't defend. Um, yeah, we, we played well for the first 20 minutes or so. Then yeah, it, it kind of all went horribly wrong. Then they picked up again for the last 20 minutes or so. And, yeah, you know, I, just once again, they, they didn't really look like they were going to be able to, to break down a team that was just sitting back and giving TFC position and possession and inviting them on. It's probably just the second time that's happened this season, and both times, eh, we've never looked, haven't looked that convincing. Agreed wholeheartedly. Um, they looked really tired for some reason, and I realize there was a number of them coming back from, from injury, but it didn't seem, other than that brief spurt at the beginning, and maybe a bit at the end when they finally brought some subs in, mm. um, <laughs> that's later on down the list, I just, <laughs> it didn't seem very... Oh, it didn't seem very energetic. It didn't seem like a team that was like, yes, we are at home, we are in front of our fans, we know we've had a bit of a rough go of late, let's take it to them. Instead, it seemed sort of, well, we're going to plot our way through the midfield, we're going to occasionally send a ball forward, and we're going to get broken down every time we do anything. It, it was just, it was disappointing on many fronts. Uh, my question, though, is we can't blame it all on Daniil Henry, can we? Not all of it. No, I think the first goal was clearly his fault. The, uh, the second goal was more moral than Henry. So, you know, it's ideally if you're going to dive into block things, you know, you don't throw your arm up, make it quite so easy to hit. Yeah, but that was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, moral, what he's doing. And is oh. this related to the Dallas game where we gave away so many corners and I think Morrow did give away a lot? Was he thinking, well, no, I can't just knock it out for a corner. I've got to try and do something better than that and so instead he just headed it back into the middle of the box I, I don't know mm, I not thought of that Tony? I don't know what you lot are on about I sat and watched two hours of football on Saturday and to me it was fantastic mm. uh -huh. what? first the woes of Tranmere Rovers hilarious Birmingham City you lucky bastards last minute can you believe that? craziness oh i was just aghast um, liverpool lols <laughs> bristol rovers in the conference what oh. and of course the vocal minority podcast new official team the mighty o's from Leighton. Oh, we're gonna take down mm. peterborough hey. mm. and as far as blaming daniel henry obviously it was all down to stephen jarrod's pass this is when that's when everything started going wrong mark what are you talking about what are you talking about? I was watching Match whoa, of the whoa, Day. Whoa, 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 sorry. Toronto FC is the Match of the Day. Oh, I don't know what that is. I was on the other side of the ocean. There's an ocean? I thought that Major League Soccer was the only soccer in the world. And then when they do Major that... Major League suggests... Good. Yeah, and when they did that the World best. Cup thing, it was just kind of like, oh, it's like United Nations. Everybody submits a team and they have a party. I don't know what this New England you're talking about is. You were in Old England? I was in Old England. And they're still pissed about this whole New England thing. Yeah. <laughs> Is it true they don't like the whole old moniker? They just like, it's just, 
No, we're just England. Yeah. Is that where the monster munch comes from? Where they cross out the word new? No. Is this no. is this foreshadowing? It's not. It's just regular flavor England. Okay. Mm. This new England. I need to take a picture of this. Put it up on the site. No, yeah. I think you know one of the reasons why they be would be a little pissed off with that. I mean, is it the oldie England? Nobody likes the oldie. Mm. Yeah. Can we still spell time with a Y? No. But you spell tires with a Y. Come on. I like the Y. Yeah. With with regards to this like oldie thing, the the worst place in the world, the most annoying place in the world, if you've ever like been up to like Wasaga Beach Collingwood style, but uh, you know, you you pass a store, it's called the oldie Stanton store. And what the fuck on this? If you're oldie enough to be oldie, you would say ye oldie. If you're new enough to be the, it'd just be the old. So goodness! Oh, Stanton. You had it coming, Stanton. So, uh, <laughs> as far as Daniel Henry goes... This is some magnificent breakdown yeah. of the uh, TFC game. So that was a flag way. Uh, this, <laughs> the goals, I, I, I do blame Daniel Henry. Uh, two lapses, two failures. So, But all of the blame, uh, I'm going to go with no. I would say for the lack of ambition as a collective... You can't just blame Dino Henry. Uh, it took a took an entire team's effort to look complacent and listless and bored and unimaginative. Conceding the goals is his fault. The loss is not his fault. You can't put it on Daniel, as everyone has agreed, because um, Toronto couldn't finish their chances. Although it is frustrating that he has to screw up oh so badly. <laughs> he can't, he can't just screw up a little. It has to be spectacular every single time. I am just going to go all out and be the biggest possible. But there was several people to blame. I, I do put some of the blame on Ryan Nelson for uh, late subs. Mm. Very late subs. But I also think, and this is not me picking on Kyle Becker much. I do think that Alvaro Ray should have started. Because I think the game changed when Ray came on. Mm-hmm. And for the better. And I think, you know, Becker just plays step off. Just He's just too defensive. I don't know. Duncan? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I don't know if it's supposedly Alvaro Ray himself was so great, but Osorio is better than Becker in the middle. Jackson plays better on the left than he does exactly. on the right. And, you know, Ray is okay on the right. So by making one sub, you fix three positions. And, you know, I think there was a lot of things during the, the especially kind of like the middle period, the end of the first half, the beginning of the second half, it was just very central. We're kind of going down the middle, nothing was happening, and it was just screaming out for more width. And after Ray came on, you know, we had like more width to the attack, and it was more dangerous. So yeah, I totally would say that should have happened a long time ago. I don't know if Ray maybe wasn't fully fit. I don't know, but that should have been done long before. Yes. I, I will say that in hindsight, yeah, he probably should have started over Becker. In Becker's defense, he has been playing pretty good as of late. But, again, hindsight, once he came on, the difference was clear. However, I probably would have still started Becker. I won't start him the next game, though. Two weeks without TFC have given me a fresh perspective on Alvaro Ray. And it's back to my old perspective. He's overpaid. I forgot everything good he did in the first couple of matches, and now I'm back to thinking... <laughs> He's an overpaid Spaniard. But you didn't see any other. No, I didn't see anything. So he didn't see anything. He misses a couple of games and then plays twenty minutes of one game and overpaid. And therefore, done. Uh, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying me being away has given me 
mm. fresh eyes, and my fresh eyes are back to the eyes I had preseason. Are they is, really is, fresh? Is Dero awesome again? No. No, he's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you really yeah. didn't see the Revs game, yeah. then, did you? <laughs> that cross that he put in right at the end. Is oh like, my oh, god! It's just gonna bounce off my foot and go. You know what I saw of I MLS? Still cringe. You know what I saw of MLS when I was in England? Go on then. A New York Red Bulls kit being sold in Sport Direct. Ooh. Yes. Well then. Read his name on the back. No. I. I, I presume that this whole partnership TFC has with Toronto is reciprocal and Toronto, sorry. Um, oh, yes. Let me tell you. Reciprocal and walking Tot down, Tottenham is parading TFC everywhere. As I was walking everywhere. down Tottenham High Street, it was TFC everywhere. Mm, everywhere. Good to hear. We're getting our money's worth. Then. Actually, funny enough, down the street on Tottenham High Street, there's a supermarket called TFC. Ah. I think it's Turkish Food Court or something nice. like that, but it really is. There is a TFC You did not supermarket snap us there. a... I did last year. If you remember, I showed you. Um, if you went into the butcher, uh, if you went into the butcher portion of this QC uh, grocery store, would you say that they had a bloody big deal on meat? <laughs> <laughs> but they were out of lamb. No, <laughs> no, they actually still had it. <laughs> no, there is no sign of TFC at all in uh, in the UK. They have, no, they have no presence. Even in the I mean, small the, the, presence that... The, the, really? the Daily Mail was here for our first home game. Surely yeah. they're still covering the team. That's old news. Oh. Oldie news? They, that's oldie news. <laughs> once they got, oldie news. Once they got those yeah. shots of uh, Jermaine Defoe's ye oldie jump shots playing uh, the basketball, they were out of town and you know, they're out of sight, out of mind. Got them to dress up in a Mountie costume and yeah. everything. No, that's old news. Alright, well, speaking of Defoe, uh, that's another thing from that game. Uh, both he and Michael Bradley kind of looked, well, I, I refer to, to Defoe as ordinary in that game, mm. quite controversially apparently, um, but Michael Bradley as well didn't look, didn't look as bad as the previous game, but still. Yeah, he looked kind of a bit wild and out of control yeah. really. It's, sometimes he was just like marauding forward with the ball and it seemed quite easy to get it off him, so which is a bit disturbing. Sure. Okay. We'll go with that. And wanted the car. I kind of, I was kind of surprised that Defoe only had a few quality chances. Put finger quotes on that. He had one decent crack in the second half. I'm just going to assume that with all the nats, that uh, he probably had another one somewhere. Midges. And I, ex but I expected more out of him. But I kind of got the impression that you can't, you can't get if he can't get the ball, can't shoot it. Um, he didn't seem to have a lot of touches on the ball when I did happen to look up through the swarm. Um, in respects to Bradley, I would also I would agree though with with the with the consensus of you guys that he just looked frazzled. He looked out of I don't know if it was ill prepared or if it was just not up to not up to playing or it wasn't what we've already seen in him. He was mm -hmm. clearly playing at about seventy percent. For whatever reason, don't know. I think for really for the most part, with a, the exception of a, of a couple players, the entire team looked fairly ordinary. Yes, a number of them coming back from in, and a lot of it has to. I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway due to the number coming back from injury. How long it had been since they'd all played together? I said a little bit. Mm -hmm. Don't 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 give me that look. Um, <laughs> I can feel your look from across the table. Uh, I Don't look at me in the tone of voice. Exactly. However, um, there was 
you can't have two players, you know, Jonathan Osorio coming back from injury until he got re-injured, mm. had a great game. He yes. was he was fantastic and uh, in my mind man of the match uh, for staying in the middle of the pitch on that leg when he shouldn't have as we kept yelling at him to get off the pitch what are you doing man mm-hmm. um, that but, chase back frightened the hell out of me oh every time he did anything it frightened like, the right, hell out it of me it was like right at the 93rd 94th mm-hmm. minute he's hobbling 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 and all of a sudden he just goes full born like we're gonna the, the, this better not be like the end of a career or something or like the end of a season. But for a team full of, you know, not full of veterans, but the veterans that came back, I expected a more, I don't know, a quicker adjustment to the fact that this is a game situation and you've been, you know, you're how long, however long you've been well, you've been practicing with the team. Yes, there's a difference between a practice situation and a game situation, but it was frustrating to watch how ordinary so many of them looked on the day. True. And coming back from injury, that's one thing. One thing who wasn't coming back from an injury? Jackson. He was pretty hopeless. Jackson was amazing. No, he wasn't. I mean, Jackson scored a goal. Jackson scored a goal by accident. That was an own goal. Come on. No, it wasn't. That was an own goal. And there was just like so many times that just going down the the right wing, he uh, just lose control, give up the ball. He was not good. I don't think... Right wing is his best position, but no. yeah, not a good game for Jackson. No. Jackson was reckless. Listen, I spoke to nearly four people in the UK about Jermaine Defoe, and the consensus was this. Why did he go there? Oh, he's making how much? That was my conversations with Jermaine Defoe. Hmm. Oh, insightful. Yes, it was very technical. <laughs> uh, well, I do have you know one, a couple of things that we should discuss from that game. One, uh, the serious one. Well, they're both very serious. Ryan Nelson and the subs, as I alluded to mm-hmm. earlier. I love that band. Yeah. Well, Ryan Nelson and the subs. subs. Yeah. Never one with the bullets. Oh, yeah. it's, it's good, it's good uh, two-tone ska. I like it. Yeah. I like the, the way-too-late subs, too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, the so. subs, they were... Uh, yeah, the, the subs were too late. Like, I, I don't know why... It wasn't working. I was just put Ray on at halftime. I don't know why he didn't. Then, you know, Issy and Dero came on later. And you know, after the subs were made, we we did look improved. So, you know, it wasn't working. Why wait that long? It's Dero. Of course, it was improved. Mm. Good he point there, Scarborough. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the frustrating thing because I said to I he said to, well. to Mark at the half that I expected there to yeah. be a sub at the half. I actually thought. It's going to be Henry. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I wouldn't have been surprised had it been Henry just because he was clearly having trouble adjusting after his calamitous mistake. He did eventually. Uh, but just the fact that there were no subs at the half, just one, and that he waited yeah, so very, very late in, in, in the game to, to bring on any fresh legs, change up the, the, the style of the team. I don't know. It was just, I, I, I try to be supportive of Ryan Nelson. And I still look back to the Columbus game because he did really well in managing the team in that game, but the last little bit has been a bit frustrating. I'm not ready to write his ticket home just yet, but I get why some people are frustrated. I would agree with that. I think it's, you know, I'm not ready to call for him to be gone, but again, you know, he kind of went out with a plan and New England obviously counted it. His plan wasn't working and, you know, it didn't really seem like there was that much of a plan B really. 
Gone by July. Gosh. <laughs> the only thing I was kind of alarmed with is that I wonder if he has the tactical astuteness to be able to implement a change on the fly. Like, like the best teams, granted, best teams in the world, best managers in the world, can at least quickly switch strategies. Even if it doesn't work, just switch them. Try something else to throw at the other team. If they came in with a plan to do you know A, a B, and C, and they did it perfectly, well, the scoreline reflects it. Regardless of how the goals were scored, the scoreline still reflects it. He should be able to, with with the talent that he's got, to be able to make those switches, whether it's mm-hmm. you know switch wingers and change to a, a four five one or whatever. He should be able to to execute that without making a sub. And in letting the game kind of go in its mediocre kind of listlessness, that would have been the time. Oh, now hey guys, let's switch this. You know, Becker, you go play you know defensive uh, defensive mid and. And you know we'll switch switch the wings. Just anything. Just show me something that that they're capable of adapting to the situation. And there's not. It's just we're going to stick to this, come hell or high water. And and only he can only can the strategy change unless fresh blood hits the pitch. And presumably he learned that sort of thing in all those high level coaching courses he took. It's the first thing you learn when you get your badges. Mm. Yeah, University of Phoenix yeah. is very comprehensive <laughs> with their online badges. I'm like, I've all, I'm almost a doctor in coaching, mm. and Ooh. that was that's like three courses. That I've almost taken fifteen hours of instruction. So crazy! Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I I know he's in the level below me right now. So. I've got my Conma Ball certificates from DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Travis Institute. <laughs> I like the idea of you can get your badges online through Oceana. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Palau Football Association. Oh, they just sold out like that. All right, then. Yeah, this isn't going to complete Hell in a Handbasket. Not at all. Mm. All right, and moving right along, as we've uh, had many minutes of expert analysis on what exactly went wrong during Saturday's game. We do like to highlight a couple players. Uh, we have our man of the match, and uh, this week it only seems fitting that we have a nat of the match. Um, I will go with man of the match. I'll go with uh, Osorio. We talked about him before, and uh, he did a lot of good things. It's the, the one pass he made to set up uh, one of Gilberto's many misses was just like fantastic. It's like, oh, all right. He's... Uh, Generally consistent with a moment of genius, Osorio. I was eating a kebab, so I will <laughs> go with D Row. Scabro. <laughs> go bluffs. Marcus. Um, I like I like Osorio. Uh, part of me also wants to say Gilberto and against all logic, but he had hustle and it was so close and painful and and so many. So many forwards come and go in this league, especially when we try to bring them overseas. And at any moment, he'll probably start giving up and just taking the paycheck a la mista. But uh, until then, he's working really, really hard, and it's just tragic. I just It's more for hard work than it is for man of the match, really. It, it's true, and you mentioned, I think, way back when. Like, well, there's one highlight, if you watch the highlights, it's right there, the last one of the last minute of the game. Basically, Gilberto is running back and tackling a New England guy probably about 10 yards outside of our penalty box. 
think Osorio was kind of limping along and it's like Gilberto kind of noticed and it's like Sanchez somebody needs to get back and cover him and he did so yeah there's there's hard work and he got closer throughout the game his his shots were like awful terrible oh close and then really unlucky the, so the post, he's getting close yeah, was... he's getting closer oh, he's gonna so Gilberto's a fair a fair shout yeah it's it's in the face of nobody truly outstanding. Like Osorio was very, very good too. That's my. That's my. That's my. All right. Well, I, I can see where both of you are coming from. I did uh, lean towards Osorio just because I was very impressed, considering, again, out of the players coming back from layoff, that he actually put in a pretty solid game, and he was very impressive, and he was stringing together some nice passes, and wasn't playing in the position we normally have him in or see him in, and. I did applaud Gilberto's uh, efforts, his energy, and his relentless attempts to hit the post. Um, and I always do appreciate the fact that he does play defense, that he will track back and uh, get involved, uh, unlike many others who I will not name. But that is okay. That is not what we pay him for. We apparently pay him to score goals. Yeah, boom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your army now? Go back to Atlanta. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I sorry was a good choice, Gilberto. Sure, why not as a second? What about my choice? Sure, it's <laughs> your I had chili sauce and salad on my kebab. That's, that's a, a pretty good, that's, that's that's a good choice. That's a delicious. Shout out to Star Kebab in Hackney. What up, boys? <laughs> Feeling a bit peckish, yeah? Come on down here to Mustafa's, you can get you a chicken kebab. $4.99 with a bag of walkers and a Pepsi Max. For a limited time only, get you a beach ball to throw around at your bank. Only four quid for a chicken kebab. Fucking wicked. All right, now of the game. Chili sauce, governor. Jackson. Meh. Agreed. Daniel Henry. Fair enough. Mm. Two, two big lapses. You know, you can have a flawless game, but if both of the mistakes that you make results in score sheets, eh. All right. To round out the uh, excitement or non-excitement that was... Sorry, did you did you want to include a nat? I'm sorry. Was it nat of the match? Yes, indeed. Nat Borchers. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can have that one. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, welcome back. Hebab. <laughs> All right. To round out our coverage... <laughs> as it were, of the Revs game. Uh, considering we were visited by a plague of gnats or... Ridges. Sorry. Uh, what other... The CBC had an article out there. Everyone knows it's midges. Lord, people. So, what other plagues will be visited upon TFC? With the gnats, I'm sorry, the midges, mm -hmm. taking the place of the locusts. And we've already suffered through monsoon after monsoon. Okay, although the rains didn't turn to blood, but the sky was on fire. Okay, lightning, but still. Uh, clearly, we're about to be swarmed by frogs. Ooh. So is, is this breaking news? We're going to have a friendly with Paris Saint-Germain? Oh, you know <laughs> it. Oui, oui, monsieur. Très <laughs> bien. Zlatan. Parce que je pense que... I was actually just wondering if there were frogs in Lake Ontario and if we had enough Timbits teams that we could bring to BMO to take all of the frogs home as pets. As long as they're not the firstborn Timbit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got nothing on this. 
Duncan. Um, I'm not really sure if drought can be considered a plague per se, but uh, you know, clearly drought. We're obviously very much that this has been ongoing for a long time, but uh, yeah, drought is a, a big thing. I Trophies, glory of any kind. The pitch. Success. We don't want that. Yeah. Floods of promos. Ooh. Deceased livestock slash spoiled buddies. Boils slash pulled hamstrings. Fire-ing of Ryan Nelson. Well, Chicago is <laughs> going to be coming at some time. <laughs> in the spirit of continuing to care and pretending that we're informed about our upcoming, upcoming opposition... Uh, once again, our watching stuff on TV department spent long hours glancing at the screen and occasionally scribbling notes. Here to tell you all about it is Duncan with Wins and Losses. Duncan? Thanks. Um, girl Tony? I'll <laughs> go with that. Tanya? Uh, we start as always with the uh, the winless club, which is now sadly down to one as Portland uh, finally escaped. They made hard work of it, twice giving up equalisers to DC, and it looked like it was going to continue as deep into injury time. Gaston Fernandez uh, wasted two great opportunities, but uh, upstepped late sub Maximiliano Ruti. I've heard of that guy. He, uh, he hit the post, then knocked in his own rebound. Uh, sadly, the celebration was more joyful relief than planned erotica. As his last sad. one was. Yeah, me too. I actually, I, so. I watched it. They replayed. I was like, Willie. Oh. Oh, he's just it's gonna just he's just gonna run over there and, and just be, celebrate with, yeah that's uh, boring yeah um but you know good for him good for the good for the timbers uh for those keeping score at home that is now iruti two gilberto nil mark hinkley did timber joey do an erotic dance because <laughs> i've seen that guy wheel a chainsaw and it's uh, pretty risque let's just say he dropped some wood oh. <laughs> 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 Gets my motor running. Oscar Varna. Moving on, uh, so that Portland win now leaves Chicago as the only team without a win. Uh, they were, of course, going for the all-time record of consecutive ties, and uh, in previous weeks they've maintained that record by missing late penalties to preserve the tie. Uh, this time they took a different direction, decided to build up a big lead and then let the opposition come back and score some goals to tie it up. Um, it was 2-0 up at 70 minutes. Uh, Mike McGee had scored and uh, what's his name? Adam Gano uh, yep. had scored. It was uh, all going very well. Uh, then all of a sudden uh, Mike M uh, McGee hit the crossbar with a chance that would have made it 3 and it all went wrong after that. Uh, Zhao Plata scored in the 71st minute. Then Alvaro Sabarillo took advantage of some very dodgy defending to equalize right at 90 minutes, leaving Jean Kennedy Hurtado literally pounding the turf in frustration, which was uh, amusing to watch. So job done. Tie. Hooray. You've got the record. Huzzah. Except they left a little bit too much time. And then there was still a chance for Zhao Plata to get on the end of a cross to the back post in injury time. And so Salt Lake won 3-2. He's called a midge. Yay! A uh, gnat! <laughs> uh, Frank Yallop summed it all up very nicely, uh, saying, it's piss-poor defending. Yes, it was. Indeed. Uh, so they have to settle for a share of the consecutive tie record with uh, six, but they do now stand alone, winless through eight, 
and uh, aiming for the record for the longest uh, winless streak. They're obviously uh, still to pass Aaron Vinter's 2012 vintage, uh, but uh, you know they'll they'll Delicious get there. Jao uh, Plata, meanwhile, has uh, five goals and two assists in 394 minutes, which is uh, not too shabby, really. Uh, that's a big part of RSL. Uh, they one of the winners. They're still unbeaten in the league. Four wins and five ties through nine games. Uh, looking very good. Uh, another one of these you know, good team versus bad team mismatches saw Seattle win their uh, fourth straight game. Uh, two on over Philly, who are now winless yeah. in eight. Though uh, Zach McMath saved his third consecutive penalty. Which wow. Probably doesn't happen much. No. Um, it was helped out by Seattle for some reason, allowing Aussie Alonso to take the penalty. I don't know why they did that. Um, in other weird goalie happenings, Chivas had a goalie sent off for the second consecutive week. And uh, they crashed to a 4 1 defeat against Houston and are now back in their rightful place at the bottom of the West. Uh, it's not bottom overall because apparently the first tiebreaker is wins rather than goal difference. So there's your big loser in all this MLS. Wins as the first tiebreaker? I don't know. Anyway, back to you, girl Tony. Thanks, Duncan. Yay! It's Voyager's Cup time! Huzzah! Finally, finally, we got to play. And we got to play the team that we love to laugh at, the Whitecaps. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get everyone's thoughts on that very exciting match. Duncan? Well, it was better than Saturday, but still annoying, frustrating, and irritating. I brought in an expert to give us more analysis. It's Graham Taylor. Graham, your thoughts. Do I not like Nats? Thanks, Graham, but they're midges. Anyway, the Nats are not only good for cheap puns, but they're also a great metaphor for TFC, who had all the same annoying traits as they did on Saturday, just to a lesser extent. They won, of course, which is nice, and... They did look better, though. I think that's more down to the Vancouver lineup than anything else. But there still wasn't really the, the drive, intensity, verve, whatever you call it, imagination to take the match on and dominate an opponent who was basically asking for it. It was just once again very much like watching 2013 TFC, but with a couple of really good players in there, you know, rather than some kind of fancy new bloody big deal of a super club. It's you know, I can't imagine this is what Lewicki had in mind. I mean, it wasn't all bad, of course. Defoe's goal was very well taken. Uh, I thought Rayon Bloom looked good again down the right. Uh, Issy did a lot of good things, a lot of them quite fun. Um, Bradley's goal was positively Yaya Toure-esque. He started the move winning the ball on the edge of our box, then rampaged up past a few players, passed to Defoe, ran into the space that Defoe created and finished it off. Um, it was a mediocre game altogether that he had, but that goal was something special. Um, mainly though it's Joe Bendick who impressed me I think that was probably the best game we've seen from a TFC goalie this year uh, he made a great save in the first half on Tybet and then another two or three in the, the second half as well so when Julio's off you know, doing what he was brought here to do which is be a marketing tool when the World Cup's going on uh, we're going to be fine um, overall though it wasn't really good enough and I don't think that that is going to be enough for us to uh, to win in the second leg. I think we're going to get knocked out. Don't you agree, Tony? I agree, Duncan. I, Tony of the Yorkies, agree. Boy, that match was disappointing. Ryan Nelson will get fired by July. And that Colin Samuel sure is a fatty. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? I agree, Tony. 
I'd also like to add that Toronto didn't exactly excel against half of Vancouver's under-21s, as you would expect with the side starting all three of its designated players. It was painful to watch at times, as they should have run them over, but they did not. The game plan of running up the middle wasn't working, and if it's not working against this side, it probably ain't going to work against anyone else, especially in the MLS. Uh, maybe it's about time for uh, a little bit of creativity or flexibility in the midfield. And maybe whatever technique of slap is required to refocus the defenders, um, I say try them all. The lapses are becoming or nearly avoiding utter howlers of goals conceded. Oh, God, Lord. I think I need a shower. Um, hey, Kristen, don't you agree? Well, much like the rest of you, I, I agree. It was, uh, what are we calling it? An uninspired win, a lucky win. A, you know, when does a win feel like a loss? Whenever you can barely beat a group of 17-year-olds. Uh, yeah, it was It was not what we, we, it was not what we would have expected from the lineup that they put out there. We expected, and rightly so, for them to go out, take control of the game, go up three or four goals, and then coast in the second half. Like, the first half should have been utter domination while those kids were like, oh my god, bright lights, crowd, what is happening? Oh my god, is that Michael Bradley coming at me? Is that Jermaine Defoe shooting on me? You know, like, there's there were so many reasons for them to uh, have easily taken control of the game in the first half, and they didn't. And, and sure, apparently the team is decimated by flu, so maybe some guys were playing sick. You know, Hagelin came out almost right before kickoff when he was an announced uh, starter. Um, but you can't... You can't entirely uh, lay blame on that. I'm sure there was enough healthy guys out there that were not, you know, throwing up right before the game or something. Uh, and it's just frustrating to watch uh, uh, what is almost our first team unable to manhandle, you know, Vancouver's academy. So that part was distressing enough. Um, some of the play on the on the pitch was also, you know, distressing. There was not the effort you would expect. And, of course, the theme of the night, at least for, for me, and I think for all of us, we were joking about it quite a bit in the stands, was uh, Gilberto, or as we like to call him, poor old Gil. Just think of the Simpsons guy, and that's him. You know, oh, it's going to be old Gil's chance this time. Oh, old Gil will find a way. Oh, it's never old Gil's turn. Because no matter what he does, and he was a hard, hard, hard worker in that game. Like, he ran his ass off for a good 75 minutes. Um, tracking back, playing defense. He put the ball through, a really nice ball through for Defoe on the first goal. Uh, really worked well with the majority of his teammates to get open, to get in places, to get the ball back. Uh, just nothing is falling for him. Like, like, just nothing is happening. But what was worse almost was towards the end, before he finally got subbed off, was to see him basically give up. And to see that whether he had just decided that, you know what, it's not going to fall for me tonight, so I'm going to hang back and I'm not going to get involved in the attack, which 
sure, I guess you get a little despondent or you decide to give someone else a chance, but he also robbed the attack uh, of an extra body to, to lay the ball off of, to, to move things around with, and that caused some problems. You could see that, and you could see frustration in his uh, some of his teammates' faces, uh, but then you could also see Nelson yelling at him on the on the touchline um, a few minutes right before he finally got subbed off when it was clearly hey you know what you're still out there so you still need to play you can't just saunter around and look unhappy I, and I do feel for the guy I, I, I love uh, I love his heart and it's annoying that we have to use that and I love the fact that he really does get involved and there's obviously talent there but Damn, he cannot score a goal. So poor Gil, you are uh, not necessarily my go to the game. You can't be because you didn't really fuck up. But geez, man, you know, play play until you're pulled off. Play until you're pulled off. It's gonna happen. We hope. We really hope. And uh, yeah, that's my sort of overall take on the game. Disappointing, a disappointing win, and uh, not enough for them to take take it to Vancouver next week. So uh, TFC without the Voyager's Cup uh, one more year in a row. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a good point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks! Ta-ta! So last week we uh, we had a nice little bitchy blank in regards to our biggest bloody deal. Uh, Jermaine Defoe said he'd like to have his own reality show someday. That show would be called Blank. Now, our honorable mentions, we have Sven87 from the Waking the Red forums. Uh, he gave us Jermaine Event. Clever. I like it. It's nice. Catchy. At uh, Big Willie Stout from the Twitters gave us the brilliantly named How You Met My Mother. Clever. Like it. And it's unfortunate that Big Willie Style came in second because that is an excellent name. But he got beat up by a really good rhyming scheme and a little bit of Photoshop. One of our regular contributors, at White Green Gray, gave us a poster for the ABC hit reality show, The Jermaine Defoe, Bo or Ho Show. One footballer, two women, three dates. Who will he bed? Who will he wed? You decide. <laughs> that's just yes. Yes, that's magical. That's... You win a round of applause. Absolutely, oh. that's fantastic stuff. That's genuine. More, yes. Not some that's ordinary head nodding no, for you. No. <laughs> I would like to, to give a shout out to Sven87, who kind of off topic absolutely nailed what Richard Eckersley's one should be. It's not some ordinary reality show. Which <laughs> is kind of perfect. Very nice. So, around the room, can uh, anybody do any better or at least uh, throw in on this one? Well, I'm not sure that I can do better than. Especially Grays, but I, I'm going to give her my my my, uh, my best try. Uh, I have that the show will be called Defoe Idol. Uh, after showcasing his singing chops on a league of their own as part of Jermaine Men, Defoe will now host a boy band competition with other celebrity judges, such as a rotating selection of the 1985 Chicago Bears. Ooh. Uh, come on, 
Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah. The beginning of the boy band. And Hugh Laurie. Uh, trust me. Mm-hmm. Sure. The musical thing. And mm-hmm. of course, you need a Spice Girl. So Ginger Spice. Fair enough. Get no problem with that. I, I do have a bit of a quibble with the, the 1985 Super Bowl Shuffle as the start of, you know, team songs have been going on for, for God knows how long back in England. At least the NFL team songs. Well, yeah, NFL. Yeah. You know, maybe that's, As an owner, does your team have a song? No, we've never actually got to a cup final to, to warrant recording a song. It's a little sad. But it would be... But, you know, there's like Ozzy's Dream. You know, there's, there's so many classics... Uh, Hotshot Tottenham would obviously be the uh, the big one, but that obviously came after the Super Bowl shuffle. But, yeah. And if it had come earlier, then that would have been the team that I selected. Mm. 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 Yeah, but Getting disapproving like... nods. Do you, do you have <laughs> something to, to, to add to my comments? Um, all right. I'll go with what you're going to do. Because if you're single and you get attention from girls, what are you going to do? Follow Jermaine Defoe as he makes that decision again and again. <laughs> what you gonna do? Only on Fox. Tony. Looking at mine, and I scribbled a bunch, they, they're just all the same show. It's just <laughs> all about picking women. Yeah. <laughs> there was Wag Island, The Lady Poacher, uh, Fox in Da Box. Hey. Uh-huh. This one, this one's more of a cooking show. Jermaine Course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a chopped where he, like, you know, knocks out the woman who cooked the worst meal. So again, until he's bored with Toronto, where I went, I'm a hotspur, get me out of here. Oh, that's good. Yeah. There you go. I have to like that one. Um, I actually came up with a couple. Um, the first one, which was pretty weak, which made me keep working on this, was the Bloody Big Reality Show. Phoned it in, whatever. Second one, Canada's Master Striker. We have judges Tommy Rads. Alex Bunbury, and my personal favorite for comedic effect, Rob Friend. Pfft, terrible striker. <laughs> but uh, the one I was the most proud of, and I left it for last, Big Brother. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this week's Bitchy Blank is, well, it's a topic that's near and dear to our heart. The Vancouver Whitecaps will lose this year's Voyager Cup. In hilarious fashion, by blank. As per usual, you can join the madness on Twitter by using hashtag bitchyblanks. Uh, message us through Twitter itself at vocalminoritypod, V-O-C-L minoritypod. Or contribute by leaving a comment at, the, at Waking the Red or at vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca. And we look forward to all of your wonderful attempts. interesting evening here at the vocal minority podcast but before we go as always we like to know what everyone is working on so he can be found on the twitters at duncan d fletcher mr fletcher what are you working on uh, thanks tony well uh, tied into the new england game i'm going to be taking advantage of an opportunity that sprung up since the donald sterling case came to light and he was banned from the nba uh, fans in new england have passed around the tricorn hat 
and uh, come up with a huge sum of money, a, a bounty, if you will. Uh, they're putting together a crack research unit to go through every word ever, publicly or privately, spoken or written by Robert Kraft, to find something controversial so that he can be banned and replaced by an owner that gives it. Sanchez. Nice. That is a worthwhile effort. I look forward to your results. Uh, our uh, graphics guru, editor uh, extraordinaire, and uh, general meme-tastic man, Mr. Mark Hinckley, found on the Twitters at Ignortalk, I-G-N-I-R-T-O-Q. Please get a new Twitter handle. What are you working on? Thanks, Tony. I've been, uh, I've been approached to uh, come up with some advertising copy and develop a website for a new business venture. And that's scheduled to launch in mid-November, if, uh, if I remember correctly. Now, you all may remember Nicholas Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Well, he's opening up a, a, a training site. So the Nicholas Lindsay Snowmobiling School is accepting students on how to own, operate, and maintain a snowmobile, as well as snowmobile safety. Ah. Uh, head on over to nlss.ca for all the details once the site goes live. And, well, we haven't heard from uh, our other panelists for a while. So, welcome back to the room. And uh, Mr. Walsh on the Twitters at the Yorkies1812, tell us what you are working on. Thanks, me. I'm going through the arduous task of getting through my duty-free chocolate, finishing mm. off many packs of Monster Munch, mm. and fighting the silent killer, Greenwich Mean Time. Mm. What, color, what color ribbon do they have? And when's the telethon? Yeah. Uh, it's green. <laughs> how, do, how, how, do, how do we support this? Well, yeah. how, do, how do we, if, if those of us who want to support this endeavor and, and try to eliminate the evils that is this Greenwich Mean Time, Sounds it's so mean. It sounds mm -hmm. terrible. Very mean. Um, mm -hmm. how, do we, how do we go about it? Do we... You set your clocks five hours ahead and then toss them out the window. Oh, well, that's cheap. I can do that. Mm -hmm. hmm. Thank you. And then shout, you're mean! <laughs> that's That sounds like you're... Sounds interactive oh, you're and community-oriented. You're so mean. I will donate minus five dollars to your <laughs> cause. <laughs> that's how you do it. Together we can raise minus a million dollars. Time after time. <laughs> Seven o'clock. It's time after time. Seven thirty-five. AIDS. Time after time. Ten after four. This is feline AIDS we're talking about. <laughs> So that makes it funny. It's not inappropriate. You're allowed it's to laugh. Funny. It's okay. We say so. Hey, everybody, we're killing time. <laughs> <laughs> like AIDS kills Scottish folds. Oh. <laughs> Scottish what? Scottish folds. <gasps> the cats with the folded ears. Oh, okay. They're a thing. Renowned sure. sluts. <laughs> we promise they're a thing. All right. And, uh, well, what I'm working on, it clearly, I really need to get on this. I was planning on taking an advanced course in how to host a podcast. Highlights of the course <laughs> include... Uh, Time management. <laughs> <laughs> wrangling the panel into submission. Aircraft maintenance. <laughs> 
electrocution collars are very handy, I think. Uh, Footballing. <laughs> Cattle prod use. Yeah. And how to shorten your podcast to under an hour. Impossible. Use more, <laughs> use more cattle prods. Oh, God. Of course, I still haven't paid my tuition fee, clearly, so we'll see how that goes at a future date. Um, and of course, you can find me on Twitter at KZ Knowles. AIDS. <laughs> Feline. I repeat, has, what the fuck? She has a cat. It's looking ill. <laughs> Alright, folks, that's it. I'm kind of short. We'll see you next week. Maybe if I don't kill them all. Until next time, Toronto. Get used to it. You guys are bastards. You're 21st. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry, it's a short list. Technical Institute. Mm-hmm. You can get your hey, degree in. You're sitting on the couch right now, doing nothing. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Yeah, they offer yeah, courses. You have no authority. You're not wearing a uh, sideways ball cap. No. That changes every single shot. They offer courses in 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 automotive, air conditioner repair, aircraft maintenance, aircraft maintenance. <laughs> That's <scary>. football <laughs> <laughs> and home nursing care. Uh, I, I do feel a little uh, aggrieved of this whole thing. Ooh, Lurton Orient's the new vocal minority team. Yeah. Right? No. <laughs> of no. my section of the table. Mm, yes, exactly. Yes. Of your small little quadrant of yes. the table. Talking of you know my team, you literally my team as an owner. Uh, sadly, <laughs> Darlington uh, lost their playoff uh, for the Evo Stick Northern Premier League Division One North, whatever they call it. So we'll, well let's say active they lost close. to Ramsbottom United, which is. Uh, We'll, we'll change it terrible. to official active club. Club's still playing matches. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Mm. So Rams bottom. No, even they're yeah, no, this no. season done. They're the bottoms. Quick question, Duncan. Yes. Are you sacking the manager? Well, have you gone? Is he getting on, sacked in the morning. Have you gone on the forum <laughs> to discuss <laughs> this? Uh, I personally have not. No, there seems to be a, a general groundswell of support behind. Uh, the manager and the, and the boys in general. You know. Ramsbottom came in and kicked the Sanchez. shit out of us. The ref let it happen. What you gonna do? It's delicious. Oh, way too late sub is a good way to end the day. Nice. Mm. 3 a.m., come on. Mm. But, uh... I don't know where any of that was going. <laughs> I couldn't jump on one or the other. That was like KLF, 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, okay. it was good. I was late night subs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole late night subs. Yeah. 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 Oh, now I, know. I knew what you were doing. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to pick up off of it. No, I was. Late night subs are going to rock you. Making a Nelson. <laughs> <laughs>